BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Today's show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Whatever is going on in your life, BetterHelp could be a great option for you. BetterHelp is convenient flexible, affordable therapy that's custom built for you. And best of all, it's 100% online so you don't have to leave the comfort of your home. And finding the right person is just as easy. Just fill out a short questionnaire and it'll match you with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists at any time for any reason at no additional charge. Look, we all have stuff we're carrying around. And finding someone that you can just talk to, a professional to just talk through it, it really truly helps. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash dogs, D-A-W-G-S, today for 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash dogs. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh All. Barry, let's let's move into round three here, and let's continue right. with our wide receiver discussion. You've got Jaden Reed, the wide receiver out of Michigan State, listed as a potential pick here for the Browns. Tell us about Jaden Reed. Okay, so before the Senior Bowl, uh, I I had to research Jaden Reed because what I was seeing and what I was reading was two different things. Jaden Reed was a fifth round prospect, and I'm talking about going to a draft site big board and me pulling up the number 99 pick in round three which is our first first of three uh, uh, two third round picks and I'm looking at all these players up and down and Jaden Reed's name is not there on most big boards any draft site that you go to pro football network a draft countdown um, which is what Brian Bassard's part of and is our good friend uh, Walter football, nobody has Jaden Reed around the 99th pick. The reason is, is because he had minimal production. 636 yards, five touchdowns. Whoopee, 11.6 yards per catch. The reason is, is Michigan State ran the ball twice as much as they threw the ball. Their, their throwing game was an afterthought. There did what most everybody has done forever since the, the 1890s when American football was born, is you run to set up the pass. Now, teams today will throw to set up the run, but that's what Michigan State did. He does not have the numbers. He does not have any numbers as far as being a receiver. But you need to YouTube this guy and his routes. 
Nobody covered him. His his moves and his route running was phenomenal. He would come off that line. He would turn his head to the right. He would take one step to the left, and then he'd go right again. And the the safety or the DB is still over here on the left side. That happened over and over and over and over. He would go five yards up. He would start to turn. The DB comes up, and then he'd take off. He's got great speed, exceptional speed. I would not be surprised if he went in the second round. Before he showed at the Senior Bowl, I didn't know anything about him. I didn't. But he is a great kid. When I interviewed him, he'll look you straight in the eye. He's yes, sir, no, sir. He's very polite. He's very articulate. And he told me, I'm a good kid. You're not going to have any problems with me off the field. Nobody has and nobody will. I'm a good kid. I like that. I mean, again, we're – we're all about that no nonsense. Right. We've dealt with enough of that crap over the years. It's I used to tell my mom that. <laughs> I was like 16, 17. <laughs> this, this guy is a game changer. He is lightning in a bottle. And uh, uh, another thing, guys, he's also a kickoff and punt returner. I was just going to mm-hmm. ask you about that, Barry. Yep. I, I was thinking, could we utilize him in that you know, in that role? Yeah, he's, he's got a lot, uh, a, a lot of uh, experience in that. He has returned 42 kickoffs in, while he was at um, Michigan State uh, for an average of, of 20 yards a kick. And he's returned 38 punts, scored three touchdowns off of punts. He's just electric. I cannot explain. without Words just would not do it good unless you look at his routes and see his trickery. And he and it's it's subtle. It's it's a head bob. It's a it's an arm twist. It's a shoulder, and uh, and he doesn't do just one. He'll do about three, or he may he might do four. And you're still trying to work on the second one that he did. And by that time he's come back around, and you're going the opposite direction. That happened over and over and over. And nobody, all these all star. This is an all star game. All these all star cornerbacks. All these all-star safeties, all of them, saw the ball go over their head and, and him make a catch. That may not be a touchdown, but a lot of them were. A lot of them were, were deep passes because he fooled them six yards off the line and left them standing there. If we could get somebody like that, he would eventually take over wide receiver two. He would absolutely take, take over that. But we would have three receivers. Look what the Cincinnati Bengals do. Look yep. at what they have on, on the offense. Why can't we do that? Yeah, we just don't have the personnel, but you know that's that's what we're gearing up for here. So yeah. this is that that kind of guy, especially with the the kick returning abilities. I mm-hmm. at this point, who returns kicks for the Browns? We don't we don't know. we don't know we don't have yeah. anybody. So I mean, if we can solve two problems with one, that would be pretty darn nice. Yes. Yeah, if the Browns drafted Reed, he would take the top off of every defense and become a viable deep threat. I think uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones is really the only deep threat we got, and that's just sometimes. Reed also has a great personality, like I said, and he's a team player. His college offense, I think, just didn't have any clue about the menace this kid is. Hmm. But we do. Well, it sounds like he would – I mean, especially 
you know, we, we've been talking for so long about Deshaun Watson, and, you know, this is a Pro Bowl quarterback. This is an elite-level quarterback. He's just not back to right. that level yet. But exactly. once he gets there, these kind of receivers just absolutely explode with Deshaun Watson as the quarterback. Yeah, Desha- uh, DeAndre Hopkins was his guy. Yep. You know, and this could be our, our DeAndre Hopkins. You know, Amari uh, Cooper offers a different skill set. But this guy's route running just defines him, and he's going to be a phenomenal player at the next level. Now, you're going to look back and say, wow, they, they took him in the third round. Do you all know what round Tyreek Hill went in? Fourth? Fifth. 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 Huh. Th- think about that. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, and I was thinking that too when you were talking. You know, we're sitting here in the third round, but there are really good players, wide receivers that mm-hmm. we see that, you know, years later we're like, when was that guy drafted? And then, like you said, Tyreek Hill, you're like, fifth round. Wow, really? Yeah. You know? I mean, yep. Terry McLaurin, I think, was a third. Um, Amon Ross yeah. St. Brown, we passed on him many times. I yeah. mean, he's a stud. So, yeah. If, McLaren, if this, McLaren's a stud. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure, brother. Yep. Absolutely. Scary well, Terry, man. <laughs> Jaden Reed sounds yeah. pretty exciting. Um, you've also got another edge rusher here. So, this would be the third one we've talked about for the Browns. Will McDonald out of Iowa State. What can you tell us about him? Um, he's a pretty fast guy. Um, on the one-on-ones, he won just about everyone that, that he went up against, uh, offensive tackles. He's a, he's a quick guy. He's got a good first, uh, step off the edge. Um, I was real impressed with him. He looked like he was going to be a guy that was going to be taken in the fourth round, uh, maybe even into the fifth. And uh, by the end of the Senior Bowl, he, he raised eyes. He had good uh, practice week. And I that's why I have him now in the third round, because I think he elevated himself up one round. Um, he's kind of a, a, a beefy kid. Um, he was a first-team All-American and um, just um, articulate, um, had, a, had a good first move. Uh, first step off the edge, and um, I think um, that he could be in that rotation. I don't believe he would come in and start like I think Andre Carter could, but uh, he's got a high motor, and he does uh, he does a, a, a solid job of getting to the edge against the run. He he's really versatile in that he is a run stopper as well as a pass rusher. A lot of these edge guys. Uh, are not as good against the run as they are at running the pass. But he's got a lethal spin move, and uh, I think that's what beat these offensive linemen. And he's got pure speed, um, quick, and he's, he's he's not as big as what you would think, but he's got instinctive, and um, he's solid uh, overall with, like, his hand usage. Okay. Well, I, I, don't, I don't hate that option here in the third round. Um but let's let's have a little more fun with this next guy um, because we kind of talked about this a little bit off air before we started, Barry, you remember. But talk to us about quarterback Hendon Hooker from Tennessee. This guy kind of put his name on the map this season before he got hurt, but um, pretty exciting prospect. Yeah, and, you know, first off, he's 25. Right. So that, that may scare a lot of people off, but – you know we we've got we've got Deshaun Watson. You've got a uh, you know, and he's a very versatile. Uh, he's a scrambler. He's a runner. He's a thrower. Uh, he's three time Pro Bowler. So 
we're not going to bring in somebody to supplant Deshaun Watson. But I don't even know who our backup is now. Is it Kellen Mond? Is it who is it? Right. I'm pretty sure right now Mond is the next guy up. Right yeah, now. we're we're but, definitely yeah, going to be looking for a backup. Yeah, here this offseason. Yeah, well, so if you if you have a system with a running quarterback, then you got to bring in just like last year we had Deshaun Watson, Jacoby Brissett, and Josh Dobbs. They were all scramblers, runners. They basically had the same skill set, just different degrees of skills. Um, this is Hendon Hooker. He is just a, a younger Deshaun Watson as far as being able to get flush from the pocket. Now, I don't know how he is as far as going through his progressions. Um, that, that has toppled a lot of players at the NFL level versus college that they can go, they can find their first receiver and maybe their second, but there's no way they can find three and four. They're just going to take off running. That was Tim Tebow's, uh, MO right there. Um, and that's what killed him. But he has a, a he had over three thousand yards passing, and I think he's just a, a guy that can just take off and run with the ball, um, kind of like Deshaun Watson. And I think he'd be available in the third round, um, even though he he was a Heisman candidate uh, in his Tennessee career. He rushed for two thousand and seventy nine yards. Wow! Think think about that. As a runner, yeah, a lot of running backs don't get to that point. He had twenty-five rushing touchdowns in his career. That's that, crazy. That's exactly that's who we have as our starter, and that could be who we have as our backup. And if you think about it this way, um, Aaron Rodgers waited three years on Brett Favre, and it looks like Jordan Love is going to wait three years on Aaron Rodgers. Maybe by the time Aaron, you know, Deshaun Watson is finishing his the rest of his four year career, and the Browns are deciding whether to continue him or not, this guy is ready to step in. What's your thoughts? It's it's not a bad insurance policy. I will say that. Um, I I had a lot of fun watching Hendon Hooker play this season, and you know, just reading about him. It just just brought back everything that I saw in the field. That you know he's a he's a true student of the game, very intelligent quarterback. Um, before he got hurt, twenty seven touchdowns, only two picks That's in twenty twenty two. He never crazy. threw more than five interceptions in a season. Um, had four hundred thirty yards on the ground, five touchdowns before he got hurt this year. I mean, the guy was on pace, yeah, to be the Heisman yeah. Trophy winner. I mean. He, he was lighting it up, and it wasn't. It didn't look like a fluke. It didn't look like a flash in the pan. It looked like he knew what he was doing mm-hmm. on the field. And in big games, and mm-hmm. in, a, yeah, in yep. a, a hard, in a hard, hard uh, conference, week after week, it uh, it just kept going like that. He uh, he didn't practice. He showed up in some kind of uh, cast, leg cast, that was holding his knee together. But he was there the first day. He came out with the team that he was supposed to be on, which is all, it's pretty much, it used to be North and South. Now it's called American and national, but they try to keep teams regionally together. So you're not going to have a Northwestern player playing with a Georgia player. They're going to be gathered together as far as dividing the country still in North and South. So he was with his Southern teammates and just, uh, there was two or three other Tennessee players and he's, you know, some other SEC players, because a lot of these guys go to football camps and you meet people, and then they go, you play against them during the year. Um, 
and that happens all the time. But he's a very he's a very good kid. He was a, a little bit taller. Um, I think he's like six four. But one thing I noticed is that he didn't look like he had much girth to him. Yeah, they he got didn't him look listed like at two eighteen, which is pretty light for a six four guy. Yeah, he he didn't look like he he looked like a basketball player like Luke uh, uh, Musgrave and uh, Andre Carter did. He looked just like a basketball player, and, and maybe he is, and maybe he did when he was in high school. But it looks like if he put on twenty pounds or uh, ten or fifteen pounds, that that would solve that problem. So, but that may take away his speed because I I saw lots of ten, Tennessee games, and when that guy decides to go, he's gone. And what he does is he leaves the defensive lineman behind him, and it's like Lamar Jackson. Everybody's covering somebody, and he's 17 yards downfield before anybody knows he's left the pocket. Yeah, I mean, Deshaun Watson's not the most girthy quarterback either, I mean, but it keeps him very agile, you know, in the pocket, moving around and being able to escape. And, I mean, you're right. Hendon Hooker definitely had shades of that, that game, that ability, those skills. So when somebody says, let's draft a quarterback in the third round. I would have said, I don't know about that. I don't think we need that. But I don't know if Kellen Mond is that great of a runner. I don't know what we're going to have to do different. I don't think he's that great of a thrower. Yeah, and not only that, does he have any NFL starts? Uh, I don't don't know this for sure. I want to say one or two for Minnesota. Yeah, yep. That's what I. That's where I was at. Hold on, I'll do a little research. Okay. You guys continue. Look, yeah, look that up. I'm, I mean, I mean, is Kellamon going to be Brock Purdy? No, no, I don't think I don't so. Think but so. Hendon Hooker could be. And I think watching the San Francisco 49ers situation play out this year, it was very obvious that, I mean, if you've got a a, de- a decent backup quarterback and your defense can hold down the fort, you got the you know the skill players around you, you can still go places. And I think. This would be a smart pick. Whenever I first saw Hendon Hooker listed here, whenever you sent me over the, the document, I was like, Hendon Hooker? And then I thought about it for a few minutes, and the more I thought, the more it made a lot of sense. Yeah, he he was one of the few that I did not get to talk to. He only showed up that one day, and people were around him, and then my 10 minutes was up, and um, that was the end of that. I would have liked to have talked to him. Um, he looks like a good kid, and um, – but I, I think, I think that could be the Browns' answer for a backup quarterback. Now, they they usually have four quarterbacks in camp, but a lot of times one is an undrafted free agent that they bring in, and then you know I can't imagine that Kellamon's going to be our backup quarterback. But, They're definitely not going to bring Jacoby Brissett back because right. he's going to look for a deal where he can compete for a starting job and and. He'll always be one of my favorite players, and and go for it, and I'll be rooting for you. But what are they going to do? Sign somebody in free agency? They're going. If not, they're going to have to draft somebody. All right, Barry. I got that. Uh, I got those stats for Kellamond. So Kellamond okay. has not started a game. Oh, that was preseason. So Kirk Cousins. It was either last year or the year before. Had COVID. And then he backed up a guy who eventually got benched. So his um, his career right. stats in the NFL, he's got 66% uh, completion percent. Two for three for five yards. <laughs> that's our future, just in case anything, if we, you know, Watson gets injured or something like that, that's uh, that's so, going to be the backbone of so the future. The risk you take, I mean, you know, you, so we, we sign a backup, bring in a backup to, to be the guy behind Deshaun. You, you pretty much know that guy's ceiling. 
if he's already been in the league. You know that there's no real potential yeah. to back up. You draft a guy yeah. like Hendon Hooker, you know you're drafting him as your backup with there's potential, potential. that yeah. maybe sometime Let's in the see future what happens. something happens. Exactly. Well, and um, we were freaking out last year over Brissett. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if that, and now obviously the situation was different. We knew that there was going to be games where he was going to have to lead the team or, you know, we figured just hand the ball off to Nick Chubb, but you know, I, this huge, huge step down if anything does happen to Watson. And and the great thing about Hooker is he's got the same skill set, So you don't have to change anything on, on the offense. And you talked about Brissett last year. My opinion, I think Brissett played a lot better in 11 games than Deshaun did in the few games that he played. Oh, I don't think I, there's any argument I, I'm there. I'm not arguing that. So, and there, there were many there were many games other than him doing a quarterback sneak that uh, I was just looking at people around me and said, "Why don't they just put Brissett in?" Yeah, I know it's it's tough though. You've got you've got to get Deshaun back up to game speed and. Yeah. We, we had that conversation many times, but it was just the, the season was so out of reach. The playoffs were such a crap. You know, they were they was just a long shot mm-hmm. to get there that it just yep. get this guy the yeah, experience the and then roll into 23 with, you know, fresh start. Yep. But Hendon Hooker, after Deshaun, I, I like yeah, this. After, after Deshaun's first game, I wrote an article and it, it, the headline says, we waited eleven games for this, <laughs> dude. We did a we did a live for that game. We watched the game live with everybody on YouTube, and it was oh, a big old was, letdown. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. there's only I think there was like maybe two plays, three plays. Yeah, that we got hyped and about. Like, and oh, one was yeah. uh, DPJ returning that punt. Yep. So. All right. Well, that was yeah. fun. That was fun talking quarterbacks. I mean, obviously, it's not out of the realm of possibility. And if they decide to go this route. Especially with the the age and the ACL injury happening in November, it's not like it happened in September or something, you know. So maybe he right. does slide, and, and we're able to snag him and and kind of groom him up as that backup. So that'd be cool. This episode is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code TPPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Spring is definitely in the air, and that can only mean one thing. Springtime grilling. The steak experts at Omaha Steaks have made it easy to spring into something delicious with their semi-annual sale. With 50% off site-wide, grab all your favorites like perfectly aged, tender steaks, ocean-fresh seafood, juicy burgers, incredible air-chilled chicken, and decadent desserts. Plus, when you go to omahasteaks.com and use the promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, at checkout, you'll get an additional $30 off your order. It's the perfect way to get fired up and spring into something 
something special. Don't wait. Go to omahasteaks.com. Use code DOGS at checkout. Take advantage of this deal. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away, and you're going to want to hurry because the 50% off site-wide is only happening for a limited time. So don't miss your chance to save on this delicious food. Visit omahasteaks.com right now. Use code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, at checkout. Get an additional $30 off your order when you shop the semi-annual sale today. Minimum order may be required. I want to move to the fourth round, the the main guy you've got listed here. I was interested to hear your take on safety Sidney Brown from Syracuse. Yeah, he's not he's not real big. He's two hundred pounds, only six foot. I would say that no single player at the senior bowl benefited more than Brown. Okay. That is how that is how far he came. Projected to be a fifth, sixth rounder. He is easily a high fourth rounder, low third rounder. Um, he popped during practice week, and if he was beaten, nobody noticed. Uh, by the way, he's got a twin brother named Chase, who's a running back. Um, their father was Darren Brown, who was a star in the Canadian Football League. So he's got pedigree um, right there. So Brown's got four point four. Uh, five speed in the 40. He's a former track star uh, in high school. He's rangy. He's competitive. He'll rally to the football. Um, and he shows good pop with tackles. Uh, so, And he's able to do, be versatile as far as playing box, playing in the slot, playing second linebacker, playing free safety, um, playing zone. He's got all that versatility, and he, he seems to slide from one of those positions to another. Um, he should begin at the next level on special teams and dime packages, uh, and but he will compete for a starting job very soon. He's a true leader, and I think more than anything, he's a finisher. You know, today or yesterday, the Browns hired a safety coach named Efren Banda, and so uh, Jeff Howard left. He was the secondary coach. He left to be the linebackers coach with the Los Angeles Chargers. They hired Banda to just coach safeties. On Dogs by Nature today, I give the complete story. Banda's got a really interesting story. And I found all the ifs and about uh, when he was in high school, when he was in college. Um, so read that, and you'll know about uh, Banda. But Banda was a former safety, and that's his specialty of safeties. You look at our safety group. We know that Grant Delpit is an improved player, and he's going to stay. What's your opinion about John Johnson? I honestly, I'd I don't. like to see him under a new D coordinator. Uh, so it makes me nervous because there's just a lot of noise out there that, that he might be a veteran that just kind of just takes a walk. Which is crazy because the excitement leading into that signing when we signed him, I was so excited for that. True. Man, but in all fairness, it's been disappointing. You know, the product that with the Rams, it wasn't the same thing with the Browns. And uh, obviously, you know, we can say D coordinator, we can say, you know, miscommunication, you know, but it would I be surprised if he got let go? I wouldn't be. I, I have seen Johnson just take plays off. I've seen him not hit a guy at the three-yard line. Is that uh, – just watch him, just watch him score. I felt like Najee hit him on that one. Ooh. 
Yeah. Kind of hard. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so, I think safety is definitely a route the Browns are going to have to go at some point, mm-hmm. draft, free agency, something. Ronnie Harrison is an unrestricted free agent, so he can sign with anybody at any time. You know, last year they they had tossed it up whether they were going to re-sign him. They signed him to a one-year deal. Um, they didn't offer him an extension this year. I, I personally think they're going to let him walk. Yep. He only had uh, like 20 or 30 total tackles this year. Um, they've got the undrafted rookie free agent, DeAnthony Bell, mm-hmm. um, who had a t- he's a special teams ace, he, uh, which you have interviewed, I have interviewed, he's been on your show. Um, he has, I think he's got potential. Um, to, to And towards the end of the year, I started seeing him more on the field. Mm-hmm. I saw him on special teams, but I started seeing him in dime and nickel packages, yep. and they started using him more. He's a hard hitter, and I think something somebody just needs to bring that out. And then we've got uh, a guy on the on practice squad named uh, I think his name is Benton Benson, um, but he was coached by Banta at the University of Miami. I'm going to tell you what Banta's going to do. Banta's going to bring uh, aggressiveness to the safety group. It's going to be an entirely different group going into week one than it was last year under Banta. I, I don't hate that. Uh, we definitely need it. We said for a long time now, we just kind of need some mean. Yeah. We need a little, we need a little gritty a little and aggressive nasty. and nasty and like little, little edgy, little Greg Williams ish. We need that. <laughs> we need that badly. Yeah. I, I like this, um, this call here for the safety pick. There's a couple, you know, I'm going to bounce around a little bit here, Barry, I think, in these, these final right. picks of yours. But um, let's talk about a couple defensive tackles. This is something that obviously it's a huge position of need for the Browns. So fourth round, you've got Keanu Benton from Wisconsin. And then the fifth round, you've got Carl Brooks from Bowling Green. Tell us about these yeah. two guys. Keanu Benton, I love that guy. <laughs> I absolutely love that guy. He He's just a big teddy bear, and he's huge. But one thing he's going to do is he nobody is going to uh, going to run against him. Okay, he's a load in the he's a load in the center of the defense. He's six four three fifteen. He plays for Wisconsin. You know, Wisconsin always has good defenses. He is exceptional against the run, and he's one of college football's best at stopping the run in his gaps. Um, during uh, senior bowl practice, he was projected to be a fifth rounder. I think he bumped himself up to be a, a full grade. He may even go uh, midway in the third round. Wow. He's okay. difficult to, to move. He's got a stout presence. Um, for a big guy, a lot of times they wear down. This guy has got a very strong anchor, and he's got a good combination of size, um, arm strength, and overall, he's just a, a big, strong man. He's good on stunts and a difficult player to take on single-handedly. I mean, I feel like we're very, at this point, kind of desperate at that position. Uh, and one of the things uh, you kind of touched on earlier, Swartz, I've, I've always kind of felt like he's always had great interior defensive line. Whether, you know, there's always a guy, yep. whether it was Albert Hainsworth yep. or... Uh, there's there's uh, two guys. Uh, who am I thinking? Denzama Yeah. Um. So I I don't know. I either whether we do address it through free agency or through the draft. I think he kind of we have to attack that position. 
Yeah. Now, Benton's not going to be a pass rusher. He he had 4.5 sacks last year, uh, 2.5 the year before that. He's not known to be a pass rusher, uh, but he is a run stopper, uh, one-on-one, grade A. He would be phenomenal to stick in that middle. Um, one thing Schwartz does is he takes two defensive line and makes him king of the court. One's going to be Miles Garrett. Well, who's the other one? Is that yeah. going to be Perrion Winfrey? Is that going to be Alex Wright? Maybe it's going to be Benton. But he always has a pair that go to the Pro Bowl every year, and then his other two defensive linemen are chess pieces and complement pieces. They're, they're decent pieces, but the whole premise is he doesn't send his linebackers on blitzes. He wants his linebackers covering areas and covering tight ends and cover running backs coming out in the flats. He does not send his linebackers except once in a great while. So his front four have got to do all that work. They've got to do the work of five and six. And it comes down to two players, and I think Benton could definitely be the player. Because I don't think Jordan Elliott's it. No. I don't think Tommy Tagai is nope. it. Nope. Nope. I, every time I watch uh, Tagai, he's just being pushed somewhere. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Jordan Elliott rushes straight, and if, if the run's not coming to him, He's not going to follow. He's not going to go after it. So we've got to have somebody that's not going to. And, you know, last year everybody ran against us. It was right up the gut. Yep. We've got to solve that. The biggest embarrassment for a defense is having an offense that's going to run against you. Over and over because they know you can't stop it. Yeah. It sucks, man. Couldn't even touch a running back until two, three yards at least before he even maybe was going to see some action yep just disappointing yep. yep so the other guy is carl brooks he he played for bowling green he's in ohio he's an ohio kid um he told me at one time and one of my questions was um who were some of your favorite players growing up and i do another one who's some of your favorite who players do you follow now well, his favorite players growing up was jamal lewis Clay Matthews, Michael Dean Perry. I said, well, those are all Browns players. He said, yeah, my, one of my best memories is me and my dad sitting in the living room and watching Browns games. That's pretty cool. So he's, yeah, he's a Browns. Uh, he uh, went to Bowling Green. He's an Ohio kid. He's 6'4", 280. He looks, when you look at him, you would not guess that he was a, a defensive tackle. You would think he was a defensive end. Um, because he looks a lot leaner. He doesn't have that, that girth, and he's a little bit taller. You know, usually defensive tackles run uh, 6'2", 6'1", somewhere in that range, 6'3", maybe. He's 6'4". Um, but I would say that he, he's an excellent run stopper as well. Um, I'd have to say that that both him and, and Benton have one thing in common. They're both big body and excellent pass rushers. Okay, that's two things. <laughs> two things. Um, I think. Yeah, I I think Brooks elevated his his play. Um, he just doesn't look. He did tell me that he has played some defensive end, which means he's got versatility. But the main thing the Browns need to do is they need to find some guys to come in and um, stop that run. He played an extra year um, because of the pandemic, 
Uh, so he had 49 starts. So he's, he's very durable. He told me even in high school, he's never been injured. Now nice. he hasn't, pl- he hasn't played in the NFL yet, but um, he ended his career with 167 tackles, uh, 27 and a half sacks and 46 tackles for loss. Um, he's Brooks is probably one of those players that's, that's a little bit more explosive than you would think. He's flexible and he's fluid and he's got uh, quite a number of moves. He's got a solid upper body that resonates with his core strength. And against offensive linemen, I thought he was real strong. And one thing I've noticed about him is his missed tackles is minimum. So that means if he grabs and engages, he's going to at least hang on, if not make the tackle. And I think that's what that's what I would look for in a defense. I want guys that are going to make tackles. I don't want guys that are going to have uh, 121 tackles and then have 40 missed tackles. Let's get guys down. Let's grab a hold of them. Let's get to them. And let's be known as a defense that will disrupt plays and, and get people down. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's – Real, let's hit this guy real quick. Let's stay on the defensive line. Just tell us about edge rusher K.J. Henry from Clemson. Henry only played his um, his senior year. Um, he, he played in the way Dabo – I go see a Clemson game every year. I got a friend of mine that's season ticket holder. I fly up there. I choose which game. I saw Miami at Clemson. That was, they, Miami was supposed to be the best team and ended up being 40 to 10. Um, he didn't play until his senior year. He's lean at 260 pounds, but he's a, he's a power rusher. He's a former basketball player. Now, he's another guy that's excellent at stopping the run. He's got a strong motor. He can collapse the pocket and pretty much has a good understanding of how to stack his blocks. I think if he had played more years, like had decent numbers in his sophomore year then had pretty good numbers in his junior year and had incredible numbers in his senior year that um, he would be ranked a lot higher. He's got real good speed, but he's just got a a lean body, um, but he's got a good first step coming off the edge. Um, He had 13 sacks for his uh, college career. And I think he's going to be a player that's going to be able to win at the uh, point of attack more often than not. All right. Well, that's, that doesn't sound too shabby. Um, let's, let's spend a little time on this last guy we'll talk about before we do your uh, Barry's idiom this episode, <laughs> All right. uh, since we're running up against the clock a little bit here. Let's talk about tight, another tight end, Payne Durham. You mentioned him earlier. Go ahead and tell us about Durham. Yeah, he's he's a guy that's probably exactly where he's supposed to be in the sixth round. Okay. If he crept it in the fifth round, that would surprise me. He's got a big body. He's two hundred fifty five pounds, six foot five. I would love to see the Browns draft Luke Musgrave, who will be a household name before you know it. But if we drafted Musgrave in the second round, this would free up this sixth round pick, and we can take somebody else. But for now, Durham would fill a need now. I don't think he's going to be much different than what we've got in Harrison Bryant. Okay. He's, he's, he's uh, a tough, he's got good length. He's real competitive. He is an excellent blocker. I think that's what Purdue wanted him for. I think that's what they had him for. 
Um, I mean, he's, he can run routes, but like Musgraves, he's not going to fool anybody coming out of his routes. Um, he, uh, he's not a fast guy. He's not elusive, but he's got great hands, and blocking is his uh, key attribute. In his senior year, he only had 560 yards with eight touchdowns. Uh, his last two years, he had a little over 1,000 yards. So, you know, he was he's mainly with a running team and known for his blocking. Uh, he's durable. He started 36 games in college, so that's a huge plus. And, um, but he's, he's not going to win any races, but he's, and he's not very agile in space. And really, he had an issue with dropping his hips on routes, so those things will need a little work on the next, on the next level. Okay. Well, you know, we really appreciate you putting together this list, letting us know all this information about these guys that you saw and talked to and met at the senior bowl. And just your experience with all this is just, it's just so much information. It really helps us understand who these guys are. Yep. Um, Oh, you're so welcome. Uh, Take that Brian (laughs) Bosarge. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, we need to have you both on here at the same time. Ooh, one of these be interesting. Oh, no, 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 no. That would that would embarrass me. That would embarrass me. Brian, Brian, the the NFL Network radio broadcast. Brian Bosarge, the last three years has been the the uh, draft guy. So you've got the the main guy. You got the color guy, and then they turn to Brian, and he spits in all this. You know height and weight and tackles and speed and what about his hips and his hands and his blocking. That's what Brian does. And Brian just kind of, they just kind of turn their head and look at him and he just kind of takes over because they don't know. Yeah. Whenever we have him on the show, I mean, he just, he just takes it. It's amazing. I mean, he's, yep. He knows everything. It's amazing. Yeah. So stay tuned, okay. everybody. He'll be coming up here, you know, in the next few weeks or so, but go ahead, Barry, let's do the idiom. So uh, football idioms are things that, are in life and really have nothing to do with the sport until somebody makes it like pancake is something that we eat, but it's also something an offensive lineman does. A, a sack is something we put potatoes in, but it's also something the defense does to a quarterback. So there uh, are idioms all up and down uh, American football. The one I'm going to give you today is the wildcat formation. Now, why is it called a wildcat? What we know of the Wildcat is they take the quarterback either out of the game or they put him in a wide receiver. They put a usually a running back who's got a lot of trickery going on. In our case, it, it's usually Nick Chubb. It could be Kareem Hunt. Uh, but it's not going to be somebody like David Njoku or um, uh, Dearness Johnson. It's going to be somebody that's trick. And then when you snap the ball, it's their job. They pick whatever hole they see open up, and then they try to run through it. And that's called a wildcat formation. Well, why is it called a wildcat? So the difference is in this formation is that the snap comes directly to a running back instead of the quarterback, and then he finds his hole and hits it. Well, this was invented in 1998 by a high school coach named Hugh Wyatt. Wyatt was the head coach of La Center High School located in, in Washington State. And what was his team called? Wildcats. Wildcats. <laughs> the Wildcats. <laughs> Very cool. So, and I, I think the, um, 
the Miami Dolphins has probably brought it into to light. Mm-hmm. Other college uh, programs throughout the thousands and into the teens used it here and there. But once the Miami Dolphins brought it against the New England Patriots and and beat them in that game and beat them convincingly and surprised them, then people started instigating that. And I think every team has one or two Wildcats, or they run one or two Wildcats. It's not prevalent like it was because I think defenses have figured it out. But that's why it is called the Wildcats. So if they were the uh, Center High School Browns, then it would be called a Browns uh, formation. Browns. Pretty interesting. I guess I – I never really had any idea where Wildcat no, came from. It's just always just say that's Wildcat. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Well, Barry, we really uh, we really appreciate you joining us tonight, giving us all the details about all these players, the idiom. It's always fun having you on the show. Always a pleasure. All the time, my friend. Y'all have a good show. All you right, too, brother. All right. Well, again, thanks to Barry for you know all that information. That was awesome. Fantastic. I, I mean, a lot of these guys. I mean, we don't do the draft prep, no. especially this early. No, so. we joked. I, I don't even know if I'll, I'll just say I, it was me, but I I got the list of players. Um, I don't know if it was last night or the this morning. Um, and I went, oh God, <laughs> I I don't really recognize like many of these names. And uh, Josh was like, don't worry, Barry's got this. Yeah, that's what, like, that's what okay, Barry's here for. Barry's at the yeah. Senior Bowl. Barry's meeting these guys, yeah. taking the notes, doing the work, and giving it to you guys. Yeah, what so, a great job. Like, how, I know, how right? do we, Yeah, how do we do that? <laughs> Congratulations, Barry. Yeah, exactly. But All right, so we're just going to wrap this one up now, but thank you, everybody, for joining us. Um, sorry that Blake and John couldn't be here today, but, you know, I think me and Justin did all right. We had yeah, Barry we, to fill just, in, so yeah. that's, that's no big yeah. deal. But uh you know, go to uh, jointhedogs.com, become a dog pack member. We're going to do an after hours today. This was a longer episode. This is, if you're watching this part, it's probably cut into two episodes, I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, after I do my editing. But uh, we'll get you guys out of here. So everybody have a great week and we'll see you next time. Go Browns. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.